Hey guys, real quick, this is Ryan, the anomalous ambassador of the airwaves, broadcasting en route, that's right, I am en route to spacewolfresearch.com to check on some vital emergency information. And um, so if the sound quality is a little off, please forgive me. This is the nature of the beast when you're in the field and you don't always have a chance to have a stationary studio. Sometimes that studio is in motion and that is the case today. So uh, really quick, if you haven't had a chance to go over to heroparanormal.com, please check it out for the price of a cup of coffee a month. You can access all the content behind the paywall. There's a ton of it. You can also access that at Patreon. Just search for Hero Paranormal. Also, if you're listening via YouTube, please, please, please do me the solid of liking, sharing, and subscribing to the podcast. I will most likely never be monetized on YouTube for a variety of reasons, including the truth. But if you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, that will help me break through the algorithm of control. The shadow ban is real. So this is going to be a very interesting podcast because I'm delving into a lot of the social injustice, I think, that takes place when it comes to not only media, but... uh, things that used to be considered counterculture, unique, or interesting. And uh, there's a bunch of those. Interestingly enough, you know, a lot of people have been reaching out to me and wanting to get my opinion on, you know, more shows about what is taking place in the Middle East, between Palestine and Israel, the whole situation in Gaza. And I've thought about it. I have definitely thought about it, but to be 100% honest, my stance is fairly unique in that I just don't want the war. I don't want the killing. I want it all to stop, and that's where my opinion ends. So, both, you know, easy to understand um, and vague at the same time. And, uh... I won't go into any more detail than that. I condemn killing on both sides. And uh, basically, I am on the side of the hapless victims, which have no means to protect themselves. The citizenry, of course. The common man. Okay, so that's my stance for now. Uh, We might delve into that a little bit later. I appreciate all of the reaching out the emails, the comments, and if you have ideas for shows, ideas for uh, 
things that you don't want to put in the comment section of either YouTube or Patreon or Spotify, I get it. Totally get it. Just uh, do me a solid and shoot me those questions at HeroParanormal at Yahoo.com and I'll get to them. So, we have an interesting dilemma where everything is mainstream, it seems. And this is a fairly sad state of affairs, in my opinion. You know, I look back to when I was researching the paranormal. And this was, you know, gosh, it seems like forever ago. I'm an old guy now. But there was only a few people to talk to. The community was extremely small. Now the community is immense. It's huge. And it seems like that's the case with a lot of these countercultures. You know, if you were a ghost hunter, a UFO nut, a cryptozoologist, or somebody interested in Bigfoot, chances are, back in the day, there would only be a few people to talk to, a few people to connect with, and it seemed more magical, in my opinion. And the same is true with the research in the Uinta Basin of Utah. There was a very tight-knit group of individuals who were, quite literally, the experts. Um, This is before people were dragged in, everything went mainstream, and it was monopolized, marketed, and of course sold as a mainstream product to fill the coffers of those who... This happens in every, you know, those who jumped on the opportunity. And this happens in absolutely every counterculture scenario worldwide. You'll have something super interesting and unique. Obviously, many of you know that Salt Lake City, Utah was kind of the beginning of the punk movement. This was a big deal, punk rock. And when it was raw and real and epic, you know, it didn't take long for the mainstream to adopt this. Punk became a huge thing. Uh, Now it's completely dead, but it became a huge thing where, you know, everybody co-opted it. People came in, marketed it, manipulated the genre, the scene to make as much money as possible and squeeze as much as they could out of it and then leave it dead on the side of the road. And this is the, I think this will be the same case with a lot of things. We've seen the similar scenario with uh, gamers. You remember when the gamer was that nerdy kid in his parents' basement who, you know, was eating Hot Pockets and energy drinks and um, didn't quite fit in with society, but yet, you know, was kind of cool in his own way. That used to be a very small percentage of the population. Now, gaming has gone very mainstream. Gamers, now they have conferences and there's tons of gamers and everybody's on Call of Duty and everybody's talking and actually as is usually the case the original core audience the core people that make this thing happen are eventually you know seen as outliers they are no long no longer co-opted into the mainstream function of what they started what they made cool then they are just outliers it's like oh well this has gone mainstream now um you're not exactly you know the mainstream the person that we want so 
they are considered outliers. The same is true, uh, let's see, we did the punk scene, the gamers. The same is true with superhero characters. We've seen this as well. You know, the, the, the nerdy kids that would uh, read comic books and again, social outliers. And yet, you know, as Marvel Comics, DC Comics, as superheroes became the biggest thing Hollywood ever co-opted, it seems as if that unique, original core audience has also become an outlier. Now, superheroes, whether it's Marvel or DC or any of them, they are all just big Hollywood production movies. They spend hundreds of millions of dollars on these movies that are losing steam with each year that goes by. At first, they were very, you know, well received by the public. Uh, they they gained a lot of traction with shows like Batman. I became, you know, sort of re-aware of this with the whole um, Matt Matthew Perry situation and, you know, his love of Batman and his Instagram posts of Matman. And that was a different time already because it seems that these superhero movies are just losing steam, getting less and less cool. The graphics and intense action scenes are getting more and more wild, more CGI is used, louder volumes are used, crash, bam, boom. It's becoming so, so saturated with action and noise that it is losing, again, its core value and its audience. And um, zero storyline, it's just all action, all the time, CGI graphics. And guess what? Hollywood is falling flat on its face. Soon, I'm sure, they will leave this to die on the side of the road as well as, as these other scenarios that I've outlined. So, we've got Paranormal, which has gone completely mainstream with shows like Ghost Hunters, again, similar scenario, beating a dead horse, so to speak. And we have the same scenario with uh, the high strangeness, the paranormal. And this has been seen in many different locations. You know, Roswell used to have its hardcore UFO researchers. You could go there, talk to those people, and really tap into a wealth of knowledge at a core level. Now Roswell, New Mexico, as many places, Roswell, New Mexico has co basically turned the whole community into a marketing scenario revolving around this core experience that now the true core experts are somewhat outliers again. The reality of this stuff is that it becomes, wherever there's money involved or money can be made, and you run into this with every scenario. You have the ingenious marketers, the tycoons, the tyrants, the captains of industry who will come in and use these things to make a buck, squeeze every cent out of them with merchandise, etc., TV shows, you name it, and then leave it to die at the wayside when they're done and move on to the next big thing, as some say. You're only as good as your next deal. And 
we're seeing the same scenario in a lot of cases. It's unfortunate. We've seen the same deal in uh, the Uinta Basin of Utah, where you go into just about every restaurant now, and you know you can find uh, UFO stickers. You can find merchandise, you know, that's talking about high strangeness. That is something that nobody used to be able to even find the locations. But of course, outliers, outsiders from other states came in. They uh, sold all of the secrets to more mainstream entertainment scenarios. And uh, now we have the same scenario as many of these others that I've talked about, where these merchandisers have come in and marketed something that was fairly magical, unique, and special, and purchased it in many cases, and gotten the rights to it because they see a cash cow. They see money where previously we saw magic. And it's turned into a quite literal cluster, in my opinion, where everyone's trying to squeeze out the last dollar and the last penny out of the hind strangeness as possible. Tours here, tours there, come stay here, come buy this, get the t-shirt, get the mug, and for sure get signatures of all the in-place experts which were placed there by these marketeers, as I like to call them. Marketeers, people who see opportunities, take advantage of them, and uh, are very good at, at you know making money off these things. We've seen the same exact scenario with what was once magical. There used to be um, a group of people that would meet and get together, talk about these things, and quickly we see things that have been manipulated into larger scale media events. I remember uh, being invited for uh, an example to um, FanX, which was one of these comic convention, uh, Comic-Con deals down in Salt Lake City, Utah. And again, marketeers saw that, hey, maybe, you know, we're getting some hits on people with the paranormal. They're interested in the high strangeness of the Uinta Basin, the shapeshifter territory, and the skinwalkers that roam there. And we are, you know, maybe going to try something new this year. Would you and Dave Rosenfeld come down to FanX and just talk a little bit about what you guys know? We went completely off the cuff, unscripted, showed up, and talked in one of their venues. And lo and behold, it was a record breaker, a blockbuster, a door, you know, it was standing room only. All the seats were taken. I forget how many people were there, but it was hundreds. And I think FanX, uh, this Comic-Con convention, realized, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, there's dollars to be made here. And um, this was communicated, I'm sure, to other people who were able to market this in a more apt and uh, furious way because when it comes down to money I was always told don't hate somebody for making a buck you know you can't you can't ever hate somebody for making a buck but some of these people are addicted to the money and they're addicted to marketing they're addicted to squeezing the life out of anything they come into contact with and 
that's just the nature of the beast you know that's okay that's okay the magic will remain long after the dollars are made and they squeeze the life out of everything and move on and this is the unfortunate reality of capitalism something that I believe 100% in and I love it so I can't talk trash on it but capitalism has allowed this scenario to take place where you get these people that are marketeers they are quite literally the modern version of the East India uh, privateers the British East India Company um, the privateers or the pirates which were legitimized by the crown and why is that well it's the same good old boys club these people know that you know when there's money to be made the thing you do is you print up a bunch of t-shirts you get a you get media involved you uh, market the heck out of it because a lot of these things have what they call in their view a lifespan they have a marketability lifespan and we've seen that same thing with superheroes with Marvel and DC we've seen the same thing with Star Wars that used to be a little bit of a uh, niche deal you know like uh, and the same with the Trekkie convention the Star Trek conventions that's gone totally mainstream this these all used to be unique countercultures unique subcultures where people with similar views and interests would come together and talk about what interests them and that's what made it magical that's what made it unique is that it was counter culture it was not mainstream you know dungeons and dragons uh is reminiscent of the same scenario where that is becoming more mainstream and cool and with examples in our media such as you know the netflix special obviously stranger things and hearkening back to a simpler time of the 1980s and showing these young kids that were playing, you know, they were a member of the Hellfire Club and Dungeons and Dragons. And, you know, they were doing something that then was unique and counterculture, but now is obviously headed or is very mainstream. And when these things go mainstream and they are marketed beyond comparison, it is it's a sad state of affairs because it does suck the life and the magic out of the enigma the uniqueness the counterculture aspect of it is is gone and the the ones that were the core focus group that made it happen are typically outliers and need to focus on either new scenarios or they just stick to the grindstone keep doing their thing but it loses its magic and I find this is extremely true when it comes to the high strangeness in Utah, the UFO community, the cryptozoological community, which we've seen the same happen in the cryptozoological community. Cryptozoology and Bigfoot has become very mainstream amazingly, but that's okay. We're finding that the hardcore original researchers are still in the game and i find this all the time you know i was talking with dave rosenfeld and it's true we we're still in the game and in fact we are still doing things that the others are not it's just important now that we know how the game is played now that we've been played and i think many people have been played regarding 
their hobbies or what they once found magical and uh, it is it's important to keep the most magical aspects of that close to the chest and not play into the seasonal you know trash that they they keep spewing out you know they they have to make things up the mainstream that is they have to make things up to keep selling product keep selling t-shirts hats subscriptions whatever it is um and it is what it is you know this is just the nature of capitalism and we've seen the same thing with the death of counterculture with burning man and i think that this year burning man was a unique example of how this has gone full circle burning man used to be a few oddballs and counterculture individuals in the desert doing their thing off the radar and now it has turned into a total smorgasbord of individuals a mainstream event a, bu- a bucket bucket list event and uh this bucket oh wow those are huge huge deals there in the road sorry my uh you probably heard that right through the microphone even though i've got a lot of buffering and equipment here on board the driver cannot avoid everything so um yeah burning man used to be super hardcore super counterculture super unique super magical now it is just very mainstream you know you've got billionaires row you have millionaires row you have the different groups and it is just a more mainstream everybody goes everybody knows somebody who goes and it's just a bucket list thing where it used to be something very unique so why are we seeing the end of counterculture in this new era is it the digitizing of our world is this matrix being so digitalized everything's being digitized even our currency you know our money is being digitized our social media our our social every aspect of our lives our social aspect of life is being digitized we have crypto coins that are now you know very good places and likely locations to place wealth when you are fearful of what might happen to good old fashioned uncle sam's fiat currency where this again used to be super counterculture your bitcoin miners used to be the guy who had bitcoin was the weirdo down the street you know he didn't know what he was talking about he was crazy now everybody's got a little bit of crypto it's um moving forward in a very digit digitalized way so why is everything getting digitized why is everything becoming the norm and how do we keep that from happening it may be impossible because of things like social media of things like mainstream major news um, and major tv networks they see these aspects as something that they can make a, a buck off of you know they uh they, they they make their money they're able to sell their advertising and you know it's it's basically all become mainstream unfortunately and i think a winter is coming you know uh, to play off of the game of thrones scenario because i think a cold digital winter is coming 
because the sunlight of the spirit is being extinguished by the need to capitalize and market and monopolize all of these counterculture scenarios so that the power elite can make a few extra bucks and move on to their next big project. And this is when you know something is up, you know, when you have people, uh, when <laughs> I, I knew something was up when I was getting contacted by major television stations and uh, media corporations and, you know, I get a little weary. I kind of have to feel them out before uh, I, I play ball. I used to just sign NDAs left and right when it came to these tycoons and uh, magnates that would come in and, oh, we're really interested in what's going on here. And they would guise this as we're interested in what you're doing. But the reality is they just wanted to own what we were doing and wanted nothing to do with the core focus group of individuals who made it happen, who were aware, boots on the ground, ear, you know, nose to the grindstone, ear to the ground, hearing what's taking place. Those with the true pulse, the true experts of the high strangeness of the Uinta Basin. And um, it's like that with true experts of everything. Once it is marketed, monopolized, and any scenario, it becomes mainstream. I saw the same thing with fly fishing. You know, I was a fly fishing guide. It was magical, unique, something special. And then a movie came out, a movie known as A River Runs Through It. And although good for business, I mean, business was, I forget the numbers, but it was like fly fishing grew something like 90%, if I remember correctly, which is insane. All of a sudden, everybody wanted to be a weekend warrior. Everybody wanted to be a fly tire. Everybody wanted to be an expert at fly fishing. And hey, this was great for business as a fishing guide, but at the same time, you end up catering to the masses and you have to be careful to not burn out and lose yourself when this takes place. You have to remember what got you into these unique scenarios to begin with. Uh, for me, fly fishing was an escape and it's it's something that interests me very much and the same with the high strangeness not only is it extremely interesting and provocative but it's also an escape something that fills a desire to know a need to know within us right whether that need to know is uh, is there a massive brown trout under the cut bank of the brush on this corner of the river in this back eddy you know, is he there? Is he not there? Well, you have to you have to work it to find out. There's the magic, and um, the same is true of the paranormal and high strangeness, because yeah, is 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 this as unique as I think it is? Are these experiences I had not just in my mind? Go out with other researchers and investigators, and get a pulse of this, and go out with the people that know. You know, not the ones that um, you see late night on every single television show uh, purporting the same behaviors and the same the same coincidental um, scripts uh, on all, all of their broadcasts and, and the ones that are on, you know, I, I don't want to I'm going to speak very vaguely here. So 
it's it's an outbreak of marketing and this is the america of the future you know everything is marketed everything is monopolized uh the funds have to be made you know get the merchandising out and uh you know what what do they say get the hat get the t-shirt i was there get the selfie and the signature and you're out you too went to burning man or you too went to the uinta basin and researched ufos or you too went to all of the mainstream must-see locations and became a part of the enigma and yet the original researchers investigators and core experts are left out they are the outliers so interesting times we live in do you digitize do you go with the flow or do you continue to be true to yourself and it's a quandary my belief is continue to be true to yourself if you found magic before if you struck gold before chances are you can strike it again and this is the scenario that we deal with when it comes to power elite and superclass. They are usually lacking creativity. They have to come in, co-op something that's already there, market it, monopolize it. Sure, they, they're the ones that make the money off of it, not the core focus group that started it, but they that's all they know how to do. They cannot find the magic. Uh, you have to leave that to the true sorcerers to find the magic, the true sorcerers of intent and magical, you know, coincidence, the ones that know how to strike gold in in a metaphorical perspective. So, yeah, you know, it. I saw the same thing with skateboarding. My gosh, when I used to be involved with skateboarding, it was not a mainstream thing. And, I, you know, I remember that when being sponsored by a skate shop was a big deal. Now that that's all but died as well. You know, it went so mainstream, um, much like the Lords of Dogtown, if you've ever seen that special. You know, it was so unique and different, and these this counterculture was so out out there that um, it gains the attention of the masses. And then everybody wants a skateboard. Everybody wants to be skating in people's empty pools. Everybody wants to be a skateboarder. They buy the Thrasher magazine. They buy the t-shirts. Every And while there's a ton, millions and millions of dollars are made every time these counter culture scenarios are marketed and monopolized millions and millions of dollars are made by the big ones the big fish but again the big fish have no creativity they only have the ability they're much like talent scouts they only have the ability to find the people who find the magic and the counterculture and then what they do typically is they'll have them sign their rights sign non-disclosure agreements sign marketing agreements they will then take this from them literally buy this from them make as much money as possible and leave the originators uh without what you know they might make a few bucks but nothing nothing 
substantial. And this is the sad truth of our digitized, monopolized, and marketed world. Until next time, keep your eyes to the skies, feet on the ground, but don't forget to take a look around. And if you have a chance, please head on over to HeroParanormal.com for the price of a cup of coffee a month. You can access all the content behind the paywall. There's a ton of it. You can also access that at Patreon. Just search for Hero Paranormal. And if you're listening via YouTube, please, please, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'll most likely never be marketed or monopolized or even monetized on YouTube for a variety of reasons, including the truth. But if you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, you'll help me break through the algorithm of control. The shadow ban is real. Have a very blessed one and all the best to you finding and forging your own ways. Stay true to yourself. Find the magic yourself. And if they come in and steal it, mark it, monopolize it, that's okay. Shrug it off and just keep your nose to the grindstone. The magic is there for you and it will continue to display itself to you if you search for it in a truthful fashion. Blast off in my time machine. Third eye feeling like an evil. I seen blast off.